Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Good morning and welcome back to the Account for Life podcast. Today, here's what we're talking about. What's your family legacy? What is your family legacy? And today we're just going to look at, um, you know, I think the basics of family legacy, I think a lot of us, especially in the time that we're living in, um, we start talking about legacy. Everyone does get focused on wealth accumulation and things of that nature. I think those are are super important. Those are super important. For those that say say you already advanced in life and you didn't have, maybe you didn't, um, you know, you didn't accumulate the actual money and riches, there's still a way to leave a lasting family legacy today. We're, we're going to discuss that and how anyone can get started with their legacy today. So, all right. I was sitting down with my son, Jacob, yesterday, Saturdays. We love to sit down. We would, on Saturdays, let me tell you what we do. Um, we have a standing appointment. We'll come together. Um, we'll, we'll read Genesis, you know, chapter one, you know, all the way to chapter two, I think verse one, um, verse one and two, just to kind of go through the creation history. And then, you know, how God sanctified and, you know, the seventh day and all that good stuff. And, you know, we, we like, well, <laughs> I didn't say we like reading it. It, it was, it, it's a mandate. Let's remember what God did. It's the seventh day of the week. And so we were sitting there talking and, you know, here's how I look at legacy. Man, if I can put myself into my kids, if I can put myself into people, then my legacy is going to live on. You know, Jay Moore, the healthy accountant, does not have to, you know, does not have to go away just because he died and just because he left the planet. You know, I said, you know, and so I started talking to him about some things, giving him some metaphors of, you know, what some things meant. And I'm trying to remember what I said to him, but I, but I gave him a, I gave, oh, I, I was talking about how God works because I asked him a question. Well, I didn't ask him a question. I says, hey, you know how when things happen and, you know, bad things happen in the world and, you know, a lot of people say, man, why God, why didn't God step in and do something? And, you know, and so I said, look, let's address why God doesn't step in and why God, why it seems like God's not doing things or going against the all the situations and problems that's happening in the world. I said, let me, you know, I'm talking to my son, Jacob, he's 16. And I says, I said, let me share with you at least my understanding of what's happening. I says, I said, God, the way God works is God got, when, when God created us and in that statement in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, when he says, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion over the earth, he locked himself out of earth. That means that he, he's not going to come to the earth and take our jobs away from us. He gave us the planet. He says, this is yours. I gave it to you. And so you must manage it. Go to Genesis chapter two, verse five. He's talking about management right there. He needed someone to take it and manage it. He would create it, but then someone had to come behind and manage it. And, and because that's how God works, 
then when the bad things happen in the world, God is just sitting, God, God ain't even looking at it. He's like, man, God knows, God is always looking for somebody to use. Keyword, he's looking for somebody to use. And so I was telling Jacob, I says, Jacob, well, in order for God to do anything, he has to have a person that he can get into. And so this is the metaphor that I gave him. I said, I, I, you know, because my son started driving this year. No, last year. And uh, man, that's been interesting. But he starts driving and we gave him a car and he has the keys. I said, now, let me ask you this question. I said, can I just go drive the car? No. Why? Because he has the keys. I said, so you got the keys to the car. So the only way, the only way I can get in the car or the only way I can drive the car is if you give me the keys or at least let me in the car. And he looked at me. He says, wow, that's that's interesting. Now, I've never heard anything like that before. He's, he's, I mean, he looked he actually was intently listening. You know, how sometimes you talk to your kids and um, they, you know, they're they're, they're kind of half listen to you, but. Yesterday, he was listening to me. He says, that's an interesting perspective is what he said. I said, well, how did I how did I learn that perspective? I said, I learned it because at some point in my life, I was driving my own car. I was driving a car um, and I'd locked God out of the car and God was not in the car with me, even though God was with me. God, listen, God sends his angels. It says in the Bible that he gives his angels charge over us, you know, to, you know, to basically help us and to keep us, you know, from bad. I mean, he will step in so that bad things won't happen to us. You know, God will do that. But when it comes to running our life, God can only do that with us. He can't, he can't do it for us. He can only do it with us. And so my son's just looking. He's like, wow, that's, you know, that's interesting perspective. I knew that I'd gotten some, I'd gotten somewhere. I said, we start talking about his name again, you know, uh, Jacob, you know, um, you know, and, you know, we, you know, you know, and, and I'm just telling him, I says, hey, man, you know, your name is the setup. Now, when we named you, when we named you, we did not have an understanding of who you would be. We had we had no understanding of who you would be because because what happened, we just, you know, my um, our oldest son, Jared, is funny because my name is Japheth, right? I'm Japheth. And as as Japheth, I didn't like my name for many years. I, I was ashamed of my name because it felt weird. It didn't seem normal, you know. So, so they start calling me Jay, and I still go by Jay. But a lot of times, you know, in different settings, you know, you will see Jay Fifth pop up. It's weird. I, I saw something recently that my niece did for me that had my name. I was like, "Why she put my name on it?" You know. Um, but at any rate, maybe I should just at the end of the day, that's my name. Enlargement territory, vision, um, prosperity, opportunity. He would go far like, whoa, that's deep. And so when we gave our son's name, especially Jared first, I was hoping that he, I, I, I didn't realize it was a biblical name. And when I found out it was biblical, I says, okay, God, you're funny. Because literally that's why I didn't call him Japheth Jr. Because I said, man, we're going to get away from these biblical names. I don't understand why I got a biblical name anyway. When, when a lot of the names in the Bible our power names. And so I told Jacob, I said, Jacob, you have a power name. Um, and um, 
him having this power name, I says, man, I mean, Jacob is a powerful person. Jacob is somebody that God really looked to to bless his people. And I says, I says, Jacob, I said, man, God has already have something set up for you. You know, as I was thinking about this thing called Legacy Today, and I was reading over, I was reading over the story of Joshua. And, and this is what really prompted me to want to talk about this today, reading over the story of Joshua. And I think in the 24th chapter of Joshua, the last chapter, um, jo Joshua knows that he's about to die. See, back in those days, back in the Hebrew days and back in the Israelite days, um, whenever, whenever someone Whenever was someone was about to die, then they had to go. They they prepared themselves to give, you know, to give some legacy. They would give, you know, information and they would bless the people. And so Joshua put put himself together. He, you know, he died at 120 and he was getting himself together so that he can give the children of Israel something that they could use. Now, what he realized was he realized that the children of Israel. They were constantly going back and forth. They were constantly serving other gods. And so the first thing he had, he says, look, man, you got to choose. You are going to have to choose who you will serve. He's saying I'm like, like he's going to all he's going to all things. They're having to affirm. They're having to say, yes, we're going to serve God. Yes, we're going to serve that. He kept making sure that they were going to affirm God. And then he says, today you have made a covenant. Today, you've made a covenant with the father. He says, now, here's the thing. My house, the people in this house, like, like when I'm talking to my son, Jacob, I'm like, in this house, this is what we believe. Let me, ins let me insert my legacy into you. Let me give you, let me give you the thoughts that God has given me so that at least you have my thoughts. At least you know, because you won't be able to say you didn't know. You won't be able to say you didn't know. And so Joshua gives this charge. The children of Israel, you know, this is in chapter 24 of Joshua. You should go read the whole book. It's an amazing book. And he finishes up and tells them, all right, you guys have said you're going to serve God. You're gonna, you said it. Now we may, we're going to make a covenant. All right. Now this is, this is when stuff, look, when you make a covenant with God, have you ever made a covenant with God and broke it? Ooh. Ah, scary. Because when you break the covenant with God, you got to get, you have to get the pain that's associated with it. And the children of Israel, you know, you already know they broke the covenant. See, in today's age, I'm going to let you go in a couple of minutes here. In today's age, the reason for much of the problems here is the covenant's been broken. The believers have broken the covenants. Imagine if the believers never broke the covenants. Imagine if the people who said they believed in God and the kingdom had never broke the covenant and served other gods. Uh-oh. Did we serve other gods? Absolutely, we've been serving other gods. See, it's different now. See, back then, or at least from what we think, because we didn't see it, we didn't see how they served other gods. But today, do you know what gods look like? Do you know what other gods look like if you're a believer? That's what you have to become more aware of. Man, am I serving? Do I serve this thing here? This thing called the phone? Am I serving that? Am I serving? Am I serving the platforms, right? Social media platforms and just spending, you wasting all my time on there, not actually doing anything. Now, if you come in here to listen to the podcast, you're not wasting any time. 
What you're getting is the word of God, word of God coming out of me because, because that's what God did for me. I'm in the marketplace. Look, I don't care. I'm like, well, you know what? I said, God, can you please, can you please help me to merge my life? Look, because I was a Christian for many years. And and that was the legacy that was passed down to me. I said, you know what? I love the legacy and I'm going to make it better. I don't have to I don't have to say we're not going to do it. I'm just going to make it better by actually doing something, doing something that I think is even more aligned with God. My parents, my parents, I'm so thankful that my parents, my parents accepted Christ into their life when they were in there. I think my mom was 19 because because they got married. My parents got married young. I think my mom was 19. My dad was 21, 20, maybe 22. They got married young. Like, and they weren't, they weren't anything. Now my mom had gone to church. My dad didn't really go to church. My dad, my dad wasn't really nothing. And but when they got it, when they got it, they worked it. And they did the best they could. So they gave me their portion of the legacy. See, guys, see, see, at the end of the day, man. Every time something passes down, like every time something passes down, we all have an opportunity to do something different to make it grow. So so when you think about your family legacy, yes, think about think about you should think about riches. You should think about different ways to that that you could have wealth passing down to your lineage and your children's children, because it says good man leaves inheritance to children's children. So let also the inheritance be your mind. Make sure that your mind filled with all that goodness, filled with all that, um, with all those breakthroughs, make sure that gets down into the legacy. That's what I'm pushing because at the end of the day, what if you, if you give, if you give people things that they don't know how to manage, then it's not going to be worth it. What's the point in giving my kids money? What's the point in giving my kids all that money, wealth and stuff like that? And they can't manage. They have not come into themselves. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that they are ready to do what it is that they have to do when they get the money, when they get the wealth. So our family legacies start simply. It starts with what you already have that's valuable. What do you have today that's valuable? God has blessed us all with a measure of faith. God has blessed us all with, with at least one talent, one gift. And God has blessed us all with something so amazing on the inside of us that all we have to do, what I call, connect into the source. Now, I'm going to show you how that works. I'm going to let you go. Here's my phone. Here's my phone. You see this right here? You got you got source. Well, no, this is the source. This is the source. This is where all the power is at. You plug the power. You got to plug the power into, you got to plug it right into the thing, power into the thing. But imagine this. You see this? You see this is not in, right? But what if the power is sitting on top of the thing? Is it getting any power? Nope. So your job is to plug in to the power. Now, I'll let you go here. When you plug in, a surge is coming. A surge is coming. And that surge might be strong. Most people, when the surge comes, with the problems, Jesus talks about this in Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Go read it. When the, when the power comes, ah, 
people get busted out of there. Don't allow your don't allow the power to 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 overtake you because of the problems, the the things that's happening in your life. You know, um, the worry about bills, the worry about the stuff. Don't allow that to happen. Focus in on what the legacy is, the wealth that you already have. Allow the power of God to fuel you so that your family will be taken care of for generations to come. Guys, I appreciate you for joining me for this episode of the Account for Life podcast. Jay Moore, a healthy accountant, helping you to account for life. God bless. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.